You're listening to the Sheep Spot Podcast, a show for hand spinners about making yarns we love. Hello, Sheep Spotters. Welcome to episode 50 of the Sheep Spot Podcast. I'm Sasha from sheepspot.com, where we offer diverse hand-dyed wools and the information and support you need to make those wools into beautiful yarns. I have a really quick episode for you this week uh, and a couple of announcements. So I'm going to start with the announcements first. Um, The response to the color workshop, Dyer's Guide to Spinning Multicolored Braids, has been kind of overwhelming. And uh, at this point, all the spots are taken. So I've, I've kind of closed that up. Um, I'm really, really excited about doing the workshop. If you are in the workshop, you've bought a ticket. Thank you so much for your vote of confidence, and I'm not going to let you down. Um, I've been working on putting the materials together. I'm going to be doing more of that next week when I have shipped everything off to Kansas City for Plyaway. I'm in the midst of kind of a last minute dying blitz this week, which is part of the reason this episode is going to be short. And, um, and then I'll have about a week to really dig in and make sure that everything is good to go and the slides are ready and I'm ready and the workbook's ready and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, so workshop is closed. Thank you so much. And, uh, it was really, really gratifying. So I appreciate it. Also, I wanted to let you know that I am going to take the month of April off from podcasting. I had planned to, or I have planned, and I am going to take the last two weeks of April completely off just to give myself a little rest from the end of the semester and ply away and all that stuff. And I've decided I'm just going to take a month off from podcasting as well. And I am thinking about some, maybe doing something a little different when I get back in May. So I'm, I don't want to say too much about that because it's kind of an idea that's really barely formed at this point. But, um, I need to, I know that I need to focus more on my own spinning projects. And so I'm thinking about ways to, bring those into the podcast, that would be useful for you guys. So that's kind of, that's what I'm working on. And I'm going to just take the month and sort of think that through and figure out what I want to do. I will also be taking the month of August off. And that's because I'm just taking the month of August completely off as a sabbatical. And, um, so this, I think the schedule is going to be for, for, um, 2019, at least I'll do three months on and then one month off. So, 
um, January, February, March, and then April off, and then May, June, July, and then August off, and then September, October, November, and then December off. So that's the plan. I'm still really trying to um, kind of keep, I'm, I'm trying to remember my promise to myself at the beginning of the year that I was going to really put my health first and pay attention when I needed a break. So this is all sort of part of that. Um, And I think, are those all the announcements? I think those are all the announcements. So let's get to today's episode. And this is the third episode of this little series I've been doing on color. So as you may recall, in the first episode, we talked about the fact that when we spin and ply multicolored braids of fiber, we are in in effect combining colors through optical mixing. And then in the second episode, I talked about how to use a color wheel to help you predict how a multicolored braid would look when it was spun. And today we're talking about yarn design and color. So what do I mean by yarn design? I mean, all the choices that go into making your hand spun your hand spun. Everything from the fiber you choose to how you handle the fiber before and as you spin it, to your drafting method, to the diameter of your singles, to your ply structure. So when you're spinning a multicolored braid, each and every one of these choices is going to affect color in your yarn. So let me just go through those again. Fiber choice, how you handle the fiber before and as you spin it. So things like pre-drafting, huge impact on color. Um, Drafting method, so short forward draw, long draw, um, the diameter of your singles and your ply structure. All those are going to affect color. And um, today I'm just going to focus on one of them, which is fiber choice. So fiber choice impacts color in a bunch of ways. As a dyer, I know that every wool takes color in slightly different ways. Some wools like Polworth and Targi just seem to absolutely love dye um, and they just suck it up and become beautifully colored. Um, And other fibers don't have the same kind of affinity for dye. It's hard, I find, to get very intense color on down breeds. I'm not sure exactly why that is, but I suspect that it has to do with how close together the fibers are. Down breeds have that kind of crazy irregular crimp, so they don't, the fibers don't cozy up with one another the way that fine wools or long wools do. At least that's my guess um, about why it's hard to get really intense colors on down breeds. And I find that whether I am hand painting them or immersion dyeing them. Um, so uh, fiber choice impacts color. Oh, sorry. I already said that. I'm uh, a little tired. So the texture, in addition to the crimp structure, so the crimp structure is going to affect how the fiber takes dye, and it's also going to affect the texture of the fiber. 
And the texture really can change the way color looks on fiber. So smooth, shiny fibers reflect more light. So colors can appear um, a bit richer and more intense than uh, they would on fuzzy or matte fibers. So generally, the smoother and the shinier a fiber is, the more um, light you're getting reflected back to the eye. And so colors look a bit more intense. And similarly, colors will look richer on comb top than they will on carded roving. And that's because the top is denser and smoother than roving. And finally, here's something people don't necessarily think about, but it can, if you, especially if you are a uh, an aficionado of the long walls, this can have a really big impact, and that's staple length. So staple length has a huge impact on color, or it can, and the reason has to do with the relationship between the length of the fibers and the lengths of the blocks of color on the fiber. So if the fibers are longer than the blocks of color, this means that the individual fibers will have more than one color on them. So they will stretch from, let's say we've got a sequence where we've got um, a violet and a blue green and a yellow green. Um, If you've got very long fibers like Wensleydale or Teeswater, um, you are going to have individual fibers that <clears throat> part of them are violet, part of them are blue-green, part of them are yellow-green. And as a result, you're going to see a lot of color blending even in the singles in those yarns. So even before you start to ply, plies, plying is going to kind of exacerbate this effect. But even before you start to um, ply, you're going to see um, it's going to be very hard to get very clear, sharp color distinctions in the singles. So conversely, if the staple length is shorter than the blocks of color, um, when you spin it, you'll get more fibers that are only one color. There will be some that are two colors, the, the ones that fall at the places where the different colors touch. Um, but you'll have many more fibers that are all one color and thus um, way less blending in the singles. So we, t- I think because so many um, dyers really focus on fine wools and fine wools tend to be quite short um, in their staple length, this doesn't really become an issue unless you are seeking out and spinning longer stapled wools. And uh, so things like Wensleydale and Teeswater, um, I very, I, th- those are the, the ones that I tend to see as um, prepared fibers. You're just going to get more color blending and it's something to know going in. Um, so basically what I'm saying to you guys is um, don't expect um, every fiber to look the same, even if it's uh, dyed in the same color way. 
as another fiber. So there's, it's kind of, it's not really an apples to apples comparison. It's really an apples to oranges um, comparison. And um, don't expect your roving to take, to, to be, um, to spin up with colors that are as intense as comb top. And um, don't expect your long walls to spin up the way your fine walls will. Um, and that's kind of, that's my little, my little lesson for you for today. Um, thank you so much for listening. You know, I love you guys. And um, I do. And um, so that is it for me this week. I am going to be back next week. So that's the last, that will be the last Friday in March. And I will be telling you about my preparations for Ply Away. I'm doing things a little differently this year. And just want to catch you up on all that. And um, please, 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 if you're coming to Ply Away, come to the booth and introduce yourself. I would really love that. I would love to meet you in person. So I will see you guys next week. Have a wonderful week. Spin something. Enjoy the pretty colors as they flow past your your fingers. And um, I will talk to you soon. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye.